Hello and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. I am the Boom Boom Gun, Fawn. Ah! <laughs> Flapjack. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry to everyone that you have to get new speakers. Um, <laughs> that is not uh. a liability of Flapping and Falling Incorporated LLC. <laughs> So like, there's this, there's just a handful of things that just have been circulating through between back and forth between Mark and I. Yeah, and the boom boom gun thing was literally just like something that has been said a lot lately, <laughs> and I don't even know why. That was just the first thing to my head, and I was like, I have to say it. I don't jump guns. I am the boom boom gun. <laughs> that is not what I meant to hit. I meant to hit this button. Right in front I didn't mean to hit that button. God damn it. Why? Why is the soundboard so hard? It feels like all the buttons got smaller or something. I don't it's understand. so hard. It's so Aww. hard. It's so difficult. Ah, oh, oh. Well, we are going to kick this episode off by reading a five-star review that we have on Apple Podcasts. Um, this review is coming from someone named Alligator Sister. And as a reminder, if you really, really, really love our podcast, or even if you don't, let us know your thoughts by going over to the flapping and fawning to non-binary drag queens um, page on Apple podcasts. And you can write a review for us that you may hear right here. All right. Take it away, Fawn. So the title of this <laughs> is yes. Simply yes. Five stars. Wow. Is that special? Apparently. <laughs> Hi. I am just a regular person here and doing regular things with no affiliation of any nature to this podcast thing. Eyes emoji. <laughs> and I would like to submit a review of five entire stars to my podcast provider. And the reason for my excellent rating as a regular person with no affiliation <laughs> is that this podcast show is very entertaining Ahem, entertaining to my regular person ears. The flap and fawn, the flap and the fawn are hostums with the mostums. Hilarious, informational, and also very cute. Thank you, and now I will return to my regular person activities. Good flapping and fawning day to you. I said good day. <laughs> thank you alligator sister okay i feel like i think that's gonna be hard to top i know and, and who would want to top who would want to top that Coco? review is the real statement um yeah thank you alligator sister actually though i really don't know who that is oh i do the, oh, i fully know exactly who that is it's is it you no oh well the way it's written it's like i am not affiliated with i was like did Fawn it's write someone this? that gets a shout out all the time on the pod. Oh, friend of the pod. Well, thanks, alligator sister. I'm going to be doing some investigation. Just call me. I know me. exactly who it is. Oh, really? I'm not saying their name on the pod because I'm going to keep you guessing. Well, just call me Sleuthy Keister because I'm going to be investigating. <laughs> I'm going to be investigating the alligator sister. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as a reminder, if you would like to hear your review uh, on the pod, just go write one and we will share it. Just write it on Apple Podcasts because that's where we look for it. Okay, Fawn, I feel like we've been talking so much about Camp Wanakiki. 
I haven't really gotten a chance to catch up with you. How are you doing? I've been good. This past weekend, I saw a lot of drag. Oh. Because um, I ended up going with my partner to the Caritas pageant. Ooh. Um, then afterwards, we went to the Disney show at the Quest. Nice. Um, I was so sad I couldn't So that was Saturday that. night. Also Thursday night, we ended up seeing the camp. Yes. Viewing party. So Thursday, we had drag. Saturday, we ended up going to two drag things and then sunday we went to drag night at the nick oh yeah um, which like if y'all aren't going to those shows you should be mama this is garbage yeah you need to be going to these shows i mean like, <laughs> i meant not like the shows are garbage but like you are garbage if you're not going um, <laughs> that is what i meant because <laughs> those shows are incredible like seriously you should be going to check out DIY Drag with Twat, which I have been oh. announced to be a host for the next one. <gasps> oh, really? Um, be going Congrats. to Drag Night at the Nick, hosted by Angel. Um, because, yeah, Twat, I am the co-host for um, the next DIY Drag. I don't know if the date has been officially announced. but Yeah, I, have, I had no idea. That's yeah. so fun. I mean, we got to go to that recently, too. It so, literally, it was like... And I don't mean any like exaggeration by this it like loki was life-changing uh, as far as like really was. to my drag and it kind of relit a lot of fires mm-hmm. that had been kind of like peddling out same there was a lot of inspiration happening for me at that show um especially getting to see a lot of young entertainers at an open stage that was not a competition i um, love very refreshing I am a little biased to open stages that aren't competitions as that's like how I started and we don't have that here in Birmingham right now. Yeah. I mean, aside from DIY drag, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so Twat is like out here providing a much needed space because the thing is to not only do performers have this opportunity, it is also such a well cultivated space that it is so welcoming. Like the performers are doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. The audience, they're electric, is being such a good audience. Truly, and like if you're in that audience and you're not like hyping everybody up and just being as electric, there is something wrong with you. I mean, because the energy is just in the room. But honestly, I didn't even see that. Like, I love it when you walk into a room and it's like this is the standard. The sta- like the bar is set so high. Like the, with your energy level you know everyone is just having a good time even if you're not that into the drag show you can like stand in the back and just right. still be enjoy the show that's what i'm saying like nobody was like that at diy mm-hmm. and like if you were like something yeah something's not right mama go like, to the doctor right because like <laughs> everybody like the energy is just so electric between the audience the um entertainers the entertainers were so fucking good they really every were. single one of y'all I know a few of y'all probably listen or at least are have friends that are listening to this. So like anybody that was in that show, you get a special shout out right here. Twat, you always get special shout outs on this podcast. We love you. <laughs> we do. There was one entertainer that I really, I was really impressed with. I had never seen her in person before. Her name's Wowo Wiles. Romana. Uh, yes. And she w- wore this like cloud look. Um, I saw her at the Nick. I was obsessed. Last night. Oh, she was at the Nick. Yeah, she didn't perform, but she was just there. Oh, she was there. Okay, okay. Uh, I, that sounded like a really good show. I hate that I had. I was driving back. I didn't get back until really, really. It was late. a really good show. Um, Mark and I dipped out a little early, but because I have to work at six a.m. on Mondays. 
But, but at least you're going out. You're supporting, yeah. doing the thing. Yeah. And I, I like it. also worked on my off day Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so honestly, Wowo, she really impressed me and um, inspired me to do bigger and better things. Honestly, like there are not many campy entertainers in town and she I was really bringing know, the camp. I want to know how that headpiece was made. Right. She had this beautiful cloud light up headpiece. Mm-hmm. That was so incredible. Also another one. It was made of cotton balls and desperation. I'll tell you another that. one that really impressed me. Prince Albert. Oh yeah. Prince Albert. Yes. We were living for Prince. And like, you win me with the name. <laughs> I love a Prince Albert. Wait, what was the hanky color for piercing again? Purple. He needs, he needs a purple piercing. Oh my God. Look. Oh my God. We got to Prince Albert. If we you're not listening get in to touch this. with Prince Albert here, you better mayor. I need to, I need to see this purple hanky code look and you can be drinking your purple magic mighty swell, uh, as you, perform or something i don't know just all the purple that's what i need and bonnie lash was fantastic yes our dear friend bonnie. bonnie hi bonnie um yeah i i really liked her and i enjoyed her she did like a makeup trick too where it was like she like touched her face and then it looked like she was like crying blood. blood yes i yeah shout out to her i hated that i missed her at the first um diy drag Same. show uh, so i was really glad I don't know. I didn't even know that you were going to be there. So it was funny. I didn't know you were going to be there either. But we had such a great time. We should, we should go to drag shows together more often. It's like, we like each other or something. I think I know somebody that might be debuting at the next one. (gasps) Oh, really? Yeah. If someone's interested in DIY drag, do you know how to, if you're interested in DIY drag, contact Twat Weiland on Facebook. Um, I have had somebody reach out to me that was, that had come to brunch and I was like, nope, I don't handle the bookings for this. I'm just a co-host. This is Twat's thing. But go to Twat. Twat will definitely put take care of you. Yeah. Um, I know there are limited slots. So if the slots have filled up, I'm sorry. Um, but just keep an eye on Twat's page. Yeah. Because anytime they get announced, be right there. And I know Twat this time specifically is favoring people who have not been at that show yet. Mm, sweet. Um because I think it was like six slots were specifically reserved for people that haven't performed at that show yet. And then the rest was first come first serve. I love it. I, I, yeah, I think that's so important making sure that we're making space for these up and coming entertainers. Cause there is not a lot of space. So I'm loving this sort of movement in Birmingham right now where there's also, all kinds of pop-up shows. Craven. Yes. Singing original Singing live original songs. That show was just so incredible. It was very, very inspiring. Um, it makes me, I was, yeah, it does make me want to show. Um, I was very re-inspired, um, especially right now I'm kind of going through a lot of transitions in life that are just taking up a lot of time. Um, and so I'm, I'm often having, finding myself not being able to spend as much time on flapjack or making numbers. So we decided that today we're actually going to talk about drag life balance and how we manage that aspect of taking care of ourselves out of drag while also taking care of our in drag selves. Cause it's so easy to put one in front of the other and it's such a hard juggling act to get the two at that perfect little balance that is ultimately impossible really to get to. Yeah. Because you're always going to want to be putting something else somewhere and you've only got 
a limited number of hours in the day. Right. It will ha- to start off, how do you keep up with your bookings and your calendar of events for font? Um, well, I mean, honestly, right now, my main consistency that I have is I have stardom last Saturday of every month. Easy. Easy to remember. Last Saturday of every month, I've always got something in that morning. Um, but now with Huntsville and us doing rotating casts, I'm also now in Huntsville every other month um, because our Birmingham cast rotates up there. So for me, it's at this point, anything extra is just kind of like trying to remember when I get extra things, which honestly isn't super often. I say that and October's coming up and I do have... Oh yeah, October is going to be wild. October is always my crazy month. I might as well just tattoo my drag face onto my actual face. Like as somebody last, like generally I have no less than four bookings in October as somebody that only has one cast position, Mm. which is a lot. It is a lot, Robin. Um, And last year they all happened on two weekends. Woo! All four of them <gasps> happened on two yes. weekends. I remember. I think I remember that. I feel like you and I did some shows together or something we last did. year in October. And maybe, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe. Um, I just remember that there was no. I'm thinking of June. What my first year doing drag. I had like four bookings in one day, <laughs> and I was like dying. And it's one um, of those things. I have gotten to a much better place than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily out of me putting the work in to get there but out of not really having the schedule that i used to have um because i used to be someone that performed literally every week at a bar pre-pandemic um in october for me then when our show director at the time um received cox was out for the entire month of october because she is the head of makeup at, at a Atrox. local yeah at yeah. Atrox um but also Sharon and I also worked at Atrox but I was still working every Friday and Saturday during the entire month of October and a lot of times I would be the one that was ended up running the show um and I was still doing makeup at Atrox I would literally do the makeup when that, as soon as that was done, I'd get in drag at Atrox and then drive to the bar. Woo! Yeah, busy. Um, well, that's that's another thing that that plays a big role. Um, like the the trans, like getting to and from gigs. It's not just like having that gig on your calendar and you have to think about how early you want to arrive. Yada yada. I, like for me to keep up with everything, I kind of have my. So I used to keep two calendars: one for Flapjack, one for Clay, my out of drag self. And it just got to a point where I was like, I. I am having, I'm going to have to get one calendar to just merge these worlds. Um, so you're such a better organized person than I uh, am. And I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> I'm a lazy Capricorn though. My, it's the Aries in me. <laughs> my horoscope sign is very stigmatized. So I don't like to share it, but I guess I don't really I feel mean, like I, I will identify with my, <laughs> I know what it is. I'm a Scorpio y'all. Everyone <laughs> hates me. I'm, I'm just very intense. Um, but no, in order to be intense, you I have to know be what you're, organized. I need one day we need to cover astrology on this podcast. I'd be down, but I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything, so <laughs> it won't mean much to me. But anyway, so I have the, I have that one calendar. It kind of covers my eight to five schedule, and then 
I know that like similar to you, I know I'm going to have a certain amount of bookings each month because yeah. I'm on cast at the quest. I'm going to have those two, but it'll depend on the weekend. Um, so I, that is like, I have an outlook calendar, which is associated with my work calendar and I color code it and everything that's for flapjack. I make pink. Um, I guess that just makes sense for drag, right? Cause woman. Cause I'm a woman. But then there's also some additional endeavors that are not just shows, right? Like you have right. to make mixes. We record a podcast. So right. I have to schedule time for that. And literally the editing every that, week the promotion of that. Right. Uh, so like, and not only that, like, especially like times right now, we're doing two episodes a week, which is time for recording time for editing. Yeah. Time for promotion and stuff like that. And it's so easy to get lost in some of that lost in the sauce like from a podcast standpoint i know for those of you here's a glimpse behind the curtain flapjack handles a lot of the technical sides of things with the editing and publishing and stuff like that whereas i handle the social media yes so if you ever notice the social media is lacking No, just slap me. You're literally doing a great job. Like, um, I'm re- literally not, but you are. It's it's. it's we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that's one thing, though. I will say that is one of the really one of the parts that I probably struggle with the most right now because also knowing publishing and knowing efficiency, mm-hmm. a lot of peak times to publish are times that I'm at work at my day job. Yeah. And so having to try to like prep everything and make sure that I'm like not too busy to get everything published at the right time and for maximum views, that way you're not just publishing it and spending that time to get it out there for no reason because you've got to like, if you're getting a clip of the podcast, you've got to spend that time getting that clip, narrowing it down. If you're just like finding images and finding the correct captions and stuff like that. There's so much work that goes into it that people don't realize. And in fact, yeah. I do want to talk more about social media, but I think we should take a break and then come back to that and talk more about social media and branding. And we are back and we are complaining <laughs> about all of the shit we have to do behind the scenes, but we love it. Honestly, like I, I'm, I'm very proud of the content that we've been able to create through this podcast. And Oh, absolutely. Especially through camp on There is a lot of social media content that I am putting out right now. Um, and so fortunately I am married to someone who is, who takes my photos, edits my photos. So I'm able to work really closely with him to be like, okay, Hey, I need these three photos this week um, so that I can post at the, the high volume times like you're talking about. And something that's really helped me with that is I try to save the posts and make the captions and do the tags and all that stuff at a time when I'm not working and then save it in a draft so that I can post it. That's smart. And, like I set reminders for myself. I'm like, Hey Siri, remind me at 11 AM on Tuesday to make the new flapjack post. Um, and that, that is what's helped me a lot with it. That's really smart. I think part of it for me that sometimes makes that a struggle is, for me, sometimes, not all the time, work can be taxing mentally, physically, emotionally. So sometimes, like, by the time I get off my day job, um, I just kind of want to just, like, relax. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe I actually have plans. Oh, I need to go to this place with this person or do this with that person. Or, like, even if it's, like, not anything that's stressful, it's something that still might be time-consuming – or, you know, it might be stressful. It might be making a new costume for brunch or yes. making a new mix and stuff like that. And so it, 
regardless, there are times that are taken away. So sometimes it's like, oh, I just want to take a minute and like have time for me. Right. And so sometimes that time for me could also be the time that's like preparing a post, but then it's not time for me at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so that's a hard struggle. Right. Because I mean, honestly, I have been terrible about updating my own Instagram. Facebook, I'm great. <laughs> I am the shit posting diva. Lord, like new new intro. Please welcome to the stage. She is the shit posting lord. <laughs> <laughs> like great. I feel like I have very much established my personality on Facebook. Yeah, because like between like the memes that I cultivate and share, like I I will react to a lot on Facebook, but I don't always share everything, and I like. Honestly, I feel like if you know me on Facebook, what you're hearing on the pod- podcast makes a lot of sense with what you see me share. Because mm-hmm. I'm a stupid bitch <laughs> that also believes in standing up for what's right. Truth. But also, <laughs> like, I'm a stupid bitch. I, I actually, And I'm a slut. So, oh my God, so many things. First of all, like, I was really shocked when I started doing drag as, as to how much of it like about some things that were really time consuming, right? Like when you go to a show, Instagram stresses me out. Well, well, yeah. Social media is just one of those big things that it takes so much time. But then when you also think about like that, that's like the promotion side of it. That's not even what you are wanting to do. And I think if if you're like wanting to make money with drag or you're wanting to like build some sort of drag career, um, I think you have to realize at a certain point, like this is more than a hobby. This is, um, this is a job. Right. And for me, w- like when I first started, I was like, okay, me doing flapjack, that is how I do my clay time. Right. Like this is when I'm being creative and making art. Right. But as it starts for a lot of people, that's how it started yeah. for me. It, but there is at, at a certain point, And honestly, I think it came from after I got cast on camp one and Kiki, I was like, I have, I'm going to have to make a shift here and realize there is more of a business side to it. So I find it interesting how like we have, some pretty stark differences in our social media. I do not post as much about like my, my life and things that interest me on my social media. I'm mostly like, here's my shows. Come see this. Make sure you're listening to the pod. You're also booked more than I am. I I don't So Maybe (laughs) that works in your favor. It's also like right now, like I'm just in a very, and after October 20th, when we have the camp on a Kiki finale, like uh, my life is going to look very different. I have to figure out what's next, you know? Um, like I, I'm just at an interesting time. Yeah. I would say. And I feel like for me, a lot of my stuff too is a lot of the more successful bookings I have had have just been from one on one interactions with people. Mm. Um, like whether it's backstage at a gig that I'm booked jointly with somebody at, like I am good at like having great energy backstage, getting along with people. Like that's, what's gotten me booked by other people show directors like would you see me backstage and they're like oh no i want to work with you would you say that's like your main way of getting new bookings honestly yeah Mm, just like the the folks you meet backstage yeah i feel like social media has been the biggest way for me like i am constantly in people's dms um i also am afraid to like ask oh you gotta ask i'm afraid to ask oh like uh, so i don't know i think that is a balance like 
I will say there, I have had I some people know. in my in my DMs that are like, "Hey, will you book me for the show? Hey, will you book me for the show?" And they ask me like once a week. Yeah. And it's like I do. I run one monthly show, uh, so I like it, right. my answer is not going to change from one week to the next. Um, so Sometimes I just don't know who to ask or what would be the best way to ask, especially if it's somebody that I don't talk to, which I know at the end of the day is a business transaction, but also like there's still a person on the other side of it. So it's just like, how do I approach this? Yeah. Um, as somebody that gets severe anxiety about just like contacting people that I don't know in general, like if I have to make a phone call, I better half to make that phone call yep. or that phone call is not getting made. But also if you're a young entertainer, please don't just call a show director <laughs> out of the blue and ask for a gig. Um, <laughs> that's, that's too much. <laughs> but I mean like that's about like just day to day life. Like yeah. if I have to call about something. So like even that filters into like me messaging somebody because I'm also somebody that I don't want to seem like I'm a bother or something like that. So it's just hard sometimes to be like, who should I contact? How should I approach this? And like the thing is, I know some of the correct people to contact, but it's just like how to ask and also how to build that relationship. How to build that relationship because some of them, like I might know them through social media, but not that well, or they may not like have seen a lot of my stuff because I might've interacted with theirs, but I may not show up on their feed. True. Um, So it's just like, how do I go about this? And asking for opportunities i will say it is very that rare. is a weakness of mine yeah. honestly that's a major weakness of mine i will say it's rare for someone to be in my dms and to and to be annoying me about like a a, a gig like uh, i well, i don't think that is something that i've heard a lot of people complain about people in their dms annoyingly but oh, also really? i wouldn't be that person because i think it's I how also you know. do it like if, if you're if you're being yeah. incessant that's one thing but uh, there's also people that is the people that I, people complain about like the, and the, that wouldn't be me the young entertainers that are out here like i think people i genuinely did not know that some people were interested in doing my shows until they talked to me about it um until they said yeah, like, uh, until they said hey i would love to come do your show um and also so, if you're a young entertainer don't be afraid to do that and honestly don't do it every day don't do it every week I would and say like once every three months. Especially like, hey, if you're I'm, a I young exist. entertainer. That's fine. Be like, hey, can I come tip spot just for experience? Like if you're a baby baby and like still learning and you don't have, I guess, a resume to say under your belt. Yeah. Ask to perform as a tip spot. You'll get in there. You'll get your tip money and it'll get you stage experience and keep doing that. And the show directors will see it and they will want to pay you to be there. If True. the crowd is reacting to you and they're having a good time with you backstage, they will pay to have you there. Yeah. There are some young entertainers who every time I, I have booked them, like the crowd do, does way better than when I, I go on stage to entertain. And so Isn't that some shit? It, it is. God damn it. Um, Janet. <laughs> so I, but, but it, it's a real standout. So, um, I don't know. Just do your best to go out to those shows. I would say if I could give some advice, yeah. like if you can, I realize it's not always something everyone can do, but if you're not at least in like letting someone know that you want to do that show, then they have no way of knowing that you want to. Um, so don't, don't be afraid to reach out. out. Yeah. Fawn. I can send I mean, you my template. Don't worry. I, I copy paste the same message. I say, hello, my name is Flatjack. I'm a local entertainer who was on out TV. <laughs> Cause I mean, I even like know people that have shows and I'm just like, Oh, well, I don't know how to ask them because like, also I'm a spoiled brat, I guess. Because <laughs> What? <laughs> you are not. 
Um, I have been rather fortunate with a lot of my gigs throughout my tenure just being like people that have either like had good experiences with me in the dressing room or people that have like known me and being like, hey, I've got an opening here. Do you want it? Mm. And me just being like, yes. But I've always been that person that said yes. So I always have had people come back. Like it's rare that I turn down a gig. Yeah. When like if I can do it and I like I'm probably going to do it. I think there is also a certain turning point in a drag career when you go from do, doing open stages and doing hot spots and things like that to it, then to another point where you're like, mm, no, I need to be yeah. paid for this. Um, Absolutely. So I, but I personally, they, for the shows I, I book, I don't let anyone hotspot. I'm like, this is my budget for this show. Yeah. I, am I mean, that's going to pay like at least $25 per number yeah. is my, is my rule. Um, so I'm, and I, I think that that is important to think of because drag is expensive, but I mean, yes, fair. 100%. I know for me starting out, I was doing back when the bar that I used to work at had an open stage. I was there at the very first open stage they ever had. And I was there every week unless I had something that I couldn't be there for. And I did that for years until I won their pageant and I got my first booking. I was still coming to their open stage because I wanted to work on me. Mm. So there's nothing wrong with still while you're new, even if you're in your early stages of bookings, still do open stages if you want to. Because that's still time for you to grow and that's time for you to experiment. Totally. And and I hope it doesn't sound like I'm saying don't do those things. It doesn't. You, but you, I just wanted to clarify yeah. in case people might totally try to take it that way. Right. Also, okay. we're also getting into t- another topic that would be we're getting into all great kinds for another of day. But I, yeah. Well, so like I think financial drag life balance is a really important thing too, though. So like what are some things that you have learned that you have to make versus things that you have to buy? Um, or like you're willing to sacrifice the time to buy rather than having to make it. Does that make sense? What I'm asking about there. It makes sense. And I don't know that I can tell you much other than there is a wig that I'm considering consulting your husband (gasps) on. Ooh. Um, we would appreciate your patronage, (laughs) but, um, for the most part, I create my own stuff because like I don't make a lot of money. Um, and a lot of mine is like drag goes back into drag mm-hmm. and it's, and sometimes drag will help with bills. Sometimes it doesn't, but I'm not doing drag regularly enough for drag to be pulling a profit for me. And so I've got to save as much money while putting out as high quality a product as I can. Yeah. Because I mean, I treat it like a business transaction because it kind of is. It totally is. At this point in where I'm at, it is. It's it's a business. And I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> um I so I'm sorry. You keep saying that when you say, what what does that mean about the Capricorns your are like the very business like ambition, goals, mm. business minded. <gasps> really? Turn every hobby into a um paying I I feel like, like I probably have some Capricorn in me. Probably. We like, need to look at your chart one day. Yeah. Okay, work. We should we should do some astrology cuz I've always felt like like there's some parts of being a Scorpio that I identify with but not everything. Anyways, we're going to talk because about Because also it could be in your you could have rising your rising sign, your moon sign, yeah. your Mercury's different things. 
different things are over different things and honestly most of mine make complete sense and mm. it's like not me just like bullshitting it's like i read it not believing it and then i'm like okay now i'm a believer <laughs> yeah, I'm a believer, if you will. Well, I'm a be breaker because it's time for another break. And we are done with be breaking, and we are going to continue this conversation about drag life balance. We were just talking about um, the process for making new things, things you're willing to spend money on. So, how did you learn the skills that you needed to know for drag? For me, I the moment that I decided I was going to start drag, I said, okay, I've got to learn how to sew. Ooh, that was like your first thing? Literally. Okay. Um, outside of obviously learning how to do makeup, I the first time that I ever stepped out the door as font was in something I made. That, um, that is amazing. So it was one of those things that I knew from the beginning with my budget and with my body like proportions mm-hmm. I was going to need to learn how to sew I'm a tall bitch and currently in drag I'm very curvy not looking to keep that for very long because we're going to try and get a little more androgynous Ooh. But, um, proportionally I knew it in order to get things that fit correctly without having without breaking the bank I was going to need to know how to sew yeah eventually that also turned into learning how to style hair um because hair is expensive and it really is like you don't want to be the bitch that's always wearing a shake and go that has everybody talking about you backstage not that there's anything wrong with shake and goes especially like, when you start like just remember yeah. we're talking about things like we you've been in drag for how long six years <laughs> six years okay i've i've been doing it for like two <laughs> but i i don't know i feel like i've i've amplified myself at a certain point I'm a, i have a platform right so it's a little different like if you're if you're right. still in that early starting stage, like we're talking about, like if you have been doing it for like a cert, like a long time, if you're at that point where you want to be making money, yeah, drag. I think that you need to be investing into your craft, mm-hmm. and that investing is either time or it's money. Yep, honestly, it's both. Regardless. I, yeah, it's funny to me the the skills that you wanted to learn first because for me my very I, I was much more concerned with like the performance aspect of things rather than the look side of things. Now the makeup, I mean, I was terrified, and so makeup terrified me as well. But I didn't. I, I particularly didn't want to. I, I I think I I didn't realize I was a campy entertainer until I learned about Camp Wanakiki. But in my my very first performance, I made a mix that told a story, and it was about like stealing money from a man and then coming around and being a home wrecker. And so I had like, uh, so my, my, I had a lot of clothes from thrift stores that I had, I had purchased. So I, I feel like I had a concept, but the mix was the thing I spent the most time on. I was like, how am I going to tell the story the best to the best of my ability with a mix? So that was the skill I first developed. That is something that I will sometimes, I do make some of my own mixes, but I will sometimes send money to somebody to make a mix. It's a lot of work because like between costuming, and like mixes and stuff like that on top of trying to maintain a social life and some time for myself, there are things that I do have to sacrifice at times. Right. Um, for me, generally costuming is not yeah. one of them. Generally wigs are not one of them. Um, 
That's so funny because I'm I'm literally on the opposite side of that. Yeah. Like if if it wasn't for the fact that I'm married to someone whose a mother taught me how to sew, and then b he styles wigs himself because that's just something he loves. Like I would it's absolutely fine. be spending the money on on new costumes. I mean, I still do that, and um, I would just be paying for integration wigs, like something that yeah. is like a helmet that I'm like, okay, I can wear this. It's styled. Let's go because it's it's not an easy skill to develop i think I, I, I find like i've styled some wigs myself and they look rough I, you will not see me out in those very often i know enough to make it look fine <laughs> to go on stage i mean i always kind of wanted to be like look yeah. oriented but i think it's funny though that you like brought up your partner makes a lot of that stuff for you because that's another good point drag is going to affect your love life mm-hmm. in some way whether it's your love life or even your friends. So, like, how does that affect you and your partner? That was a lot, Robin. <laughs> it is a lot, Robin. You, well, like, just can't hit the right I button. Know. I can't. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a straight shooter. Well, for Danny and I, when I first started drag, we were actually doing long distance. So we worked a lot on having intentional moments together and spending quality time together in an intentional way. So... Uh, we just continued that once I started doing drag more and more frequently. Um, w- there, when I lived in uh, Austin, you know, we were long distance, and so we had several ways that we were very intentional, such as we had games that we could play together on the phone. We had movies we would watch together, and that was like our set aside time to like have something else that we're developing together as a couple. Yeah. Um, and with my job now, like we have yoga class that we go to together every Monday. Like we, we have certain things that we work into our schedule that are regular things for us that we can continue to love to do together. Even with that, without it being associated with my regular job or my drag job. Um, yeah. So I would say that's the biggest things. Like really we set aside different nights of the week. Like we know that the nights that I, that are, more popular going out nights. Those are going to be the nights I'm in drag. So we really capitalize on those Sunday afternoons, those Monday nights, the Tuesday nights, and sometimes the Wednesday nights, but sometimes there can be drag on Wednesdays too. Um, Yeah. What about y'all? So my partner is actually thinking about starting drag. So that's been a journey Um, on top of which also, also I saw them in drag and they look fabulous. I put them in drag. Well, you did a good job. <laughs> um, <laughs> they should be proud. Uh, but also, before I get into that, I do have like kind of a history with dating. Yeah. Um, because I've dated three people before my current partner while doing drag. One of them is the person that I started doing drag with. Then there was another one, and then there was another one. Um, and another one. Thank the you. The third one... The hairstylist. We're not going to name names because I'm not like... We're going to give these people nicknames. That'll be another episode. The, so make sure you subscribe. for The deadbeat, the pianist, and the hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um, so the hairstylist was like not super supportive of my drag. And that was my most recent ex. Oh, that's really hard. Um, and it wasn't that he had a problem with me doing drag. He loved drag. He watched Drag Race. And he, like, colored a couple human hair wigs for me. But that was it. And, like, because he wasn't sexually attracted to me in drag, didn't really want to see me in drag. Mm. And it was this real, really weird thing. 
the pianist was amazing would help me with mixes like made a skirt or two for me like would sew some he was great the deadbeat was a deadbeat. supportive of me oh. starting drag he did theater <laughs> but um but my current partner is amazing because like this is the most like intentionally involved in like wanting to be there and also it was a fun like a interesting dynamic when we started dating of they had wanted to start drag back at like the beginning of the pandemic Mm -hmm. they were thinking about it but like never really did and us starting dating didn't want to bring up my drag too much because didn't want to seem like it was like that was the reason they were dating me um and so also that being that like fear of like i don't really want to start drag now because like that's their thing and me like being like no it's fine like me being reassuring and like supportive as a partner should be um so now like also now navigating that night yeah of like now they're going to be starting drag and also like me wanting to be the mother goose and like Mm -hmm. not drag mother though because well see that's the like the the additional part that's a difficult balance right like because now it's like i'm also wanting to help them in any way that i can yeah um because i love them and i want the best for them so like i want that but i mean sometimes danny will go out and drag right and and i love that like i love when we go out to and drag together there's times that they've performed but honestly just because of how type a i am i have like a certain idea of the way drag should be like drag should be done. And so I'm like, okay, here is your checklist. And he operates on a completely different wavelength. So, uh, Oh yeah. Like the other day I talked to them through doing their makeup without doing it myself. And that was such a stressful moment. (laughs) You need a stress ball. There was some great times to that. And I learned a lot. And I think they learned a lot. And I, I didn't hate how it turned out for that to be like one of their first few times. Yeah. But like eyeliner, talking through eyeliner. Just make when, your eyeliner two inches thick. That's what I do. That's all you need to do. And then it's going to look amazing. But also that was like <laughs> late into tip. the night. It had taken a while because like we kind of took our time and I was trying to explain everything in up. So it had taken a while. So we, we were probably both on edge. But regardless. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was so fun and I'm still proud of how they did yeah um, I mean makeup is a very very difficult skill to develop yeah. and it, it is one that I once I learned Especially, okay there's the shapes on my face I'm I stick with that particular template I just I'm change like, the colors because it's it's how what I know how to do and do well and I'm not shy about being picky about makeup either like <laughs> and they know so were you just doing the most like no like i kind of like while i appreciate different styles or certain techniques that i think are universal um and certain things that are kind of universal to like making it making things look intentional Mm. and i think that's kind of what it was and i was also being trying to be very much like along the way of like right now i'm just showing you how i do it you might not like this. You may do it a different way in the future, but like, this is how I do it. And I'm yeah. showing you how I do it. Um, so that was fun. Hey, I mean, I get it. Ma- doing makeup together is very stressful. Like when I first started, Danny invited a friend over 
for my first open stage who did my makeup for me, Danny kind of learned the skills from watching that. And then I eventually sat down with Danny and Danny helped me understand the basics. And now I feel like we have kind of gotten to this transition point where I've gotten good at doing what, I, what flapjack knows how to do. Right. Um, and so whenever he asks me, if something, if that ever happens, like it's, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, what are you going for? Are you going for this campy look? Because right. I will make your your cut crease up to where your eyebrows are. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that's too part of it. It's like trying to talk them through when they're still figuring out what they want their drag yeah. aesthetic to be. Also, the drag name, I'm trying to convince them to be Toenail. I told them <gasps> I was going to bring this up on the podcast. I told them I was going I to, love so that. I had to. Toenail. We've got a... There's a list, and I'm not going to expose the whole list. I feel like there's list. a way to do that that is... Oh, my God, I love that. I, this weekend, I someone I met someone in Toledo, and I told them my drag name, and they were like, did you say cough drop? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Um, did you say cough drop? Cough drop. Um, do you ever... Well, okay, sorry. I said that before, though, to say, like, it took me six hours to do dra- my makeup. Six hours, which is insane but if that's what you got to do to do it do it and eventually you'll speed up yeah now i can do it an hour and a half um and and honestly when you're starting actually no we're leaving that for another podcast oh when you're starting yeah okay well i want to know do you ever take time off do you ever say like i'm gonna stop doing drag for however long like yes i have not done that yes and no i don't like make it a public thing Mm. yeah is um, that like a pet peeve if people say they're gonna retire and then they don't they retire don't. they come back in a month or they come back in a year <laughs> they come back the next weekend <laughs> i'm just like hmm. yeah whenever i do it it's so typically the way it works with brunch is we since we're the last saturday of every month that falls right after thanksgiving and that falls right after christmas or right before um new year's depending Mm. so typically we don't do brunch in november and december so it just kind of generally works out that unless i'm seeking out gigs for november and december you get a break that i kind of get a break or you can do something really cool like we did with the eight ranger monologues yeah which is like what i ended up doing last year but also still kind me had me going a little stir crazy because i wasn't doing traditional fawn Mm -hmm. um true and so by the time january rolls around i'm usually like fiending for some drag and like i think i like ended up doing like four gigs in january last year um i mean october is such a busy month it's like I, I, I think I meant to say this earlier, but I'm actually going to be frank in this year's Rocky Horror production in oh. Birmingham, which is a dream come true. Like I, I used to be in high school watching that movie, like hiding it from my parents, watching it on my laptop in my bedroom. So, and I wanted to be dressed just the same, and now I will be. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. Go buy tickets if you haven't already. It's going to be at the BJCC this year. Um, every faggot stream it, it is every Frank and Furter. <laughs> um, yes, and so. I think like after October, I may be looking for a break, but I I kind of feel that there's a stigma associated with it too, with taking a break. And so I think you're right about not wanting to make it public. I just kind of like don't actively look for gigs. 
Mm. I like tell myself that the, I'll take them if they come along. But also, generally, November and December are slower months for drag in general. They are. Unless you're doing Christmas shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it usually picks up for me in January. So. How do you store your drag? I have a storage unit and I hate it. You hate it? I hate it. Because my storage unit isn't climate controlled. Oh. Okay. I feel like there are pros and cons to having that though. Cause in, in a sense, like I keep mine in one closet, which is two I stories. I need to get a new storage. Thank unit. God it's two stories. And, and that closet has a ladder, but I just, I can't, I, I don't know. Like on the one hand, like I feel like a pro to having the storage unit is it doesn't take over your house or your apartment. Yes. But if you saw my storage unit right now, you would think that it is a con. Ooh, better bring y'all your brooms. Cause it's a mess. Mess does not begin to describe the current state of my storage unit. Oh, no. <laughs> but, like, also not all of it's my fault because of the chaos of the fiascos that I've had with my storage yeah, unit. Yeah, there was, like, a relocation or something, There's, right? Yeah, twice. Mm. Um, so things have been thrown around and destroyed, and I have also been too lazy because circle back to the beginning of this podcast when I said I don't like talking to people unless I absolutely have to. When it comes to talking to new people, I haven't contacted the storage unit about the things of mine that have been destroyed. Oh my God, I'd be in their face immediately. I know. I mean, how much money did you spend on? I've got two updos that are destroyed. That uh, I spent $350 on a piece. No. I shouldn't have Fog. said that number on the podcast, but I just did. Well, still. No, I mean, drag is expensive. Yeah. I think it's good to talk about that is how much you spend because people really, like, we they, were people give you a money. dollar, they don't want, they, and they want to, like, pull that dollar away and act like you, you, you know, like, that shit's I stupid. will walk away. I literally but, have walked away from people doing right. that shit. Like, like, it is, when you see us going out there, even if you don't think that the outfit is the most glamorous or whatever, it costs a lot. And I'm it, not a beggar. I'm not your money. dancing monkey. Right. It's you yeah. start waving that dollar around and like trying to get me to a trick is the minute that I walk. You away. can keep it. Um, yeah. The storing drag is, is so difficult because it's, it's so easy for it to just completely take over your life. We have designed the way that we set up our house in such a way that like we can kind of transform each space to whatever we need it to be. Like our dining room can really easily become a big, project space like we have yeah. a huge table there which i love we can lay out like different ideas um my the room that we record this podcast in it's very much a multi-purpose room it has a desk where i can do my makeup um it has some hooks hanging up on doors and things so that i can put costumes up. up with some hooks and let me play <laughs> with them um sure <laughs> that was a hocus pocus reference oh okay Sarah sanderson i'm not familiar with that movie because i'm a terrible person um but anyways, okay, well, is there anything else that we would be remiss if we didn't talk about? I mean, life just to circle back also to the like financial thing that I didn't even mm. think about. When we're talking about things that I will, also, storage unit goes into that. Yeah, I mean, you have to pay. Um, but also, when it comes to like paying money for things, I will, if it's something like for a competition, a pageant, I will spend the money on it like for an updo if it's something that i know is so far out of my wheelhouse that i can't get it myself to the level that i need it for what it is 
I will send it, export it, not export, mm. but like I will, what is it called? Outsource? Outsource. Yeah. That's the word. Whatever it's something like that. If I can do it in-house, I will. But if I know that it's something that is going to matter, whether it's to my level of standards or not, outside of just like me being happy with it, which I'm a picky bitch and I have high standards for myself. Um, but like if it's a pageant, I will absolutely outsource like an updo. Yeah. Because I'm not making an updo and having it be frizzy and lopsided and lose the pattern yeah, like, because of an updo because the other money that you spend would then go to waste right yeah. um no i i totally agree there's not much that i have to outsource i mean aside from going to danny for which i'm very fortunate for or a little um, suck suck say again what <laughs> <laughs> you go to danny and in exchange you give them a little suck, I, I get, suck. um yeah sexual favors for <laughs> for different <laughs> for different uh danny does a wig products and danny i does a wig danny gets a blowjob and i do all the work <laughs> oh my god um yeah actually though, i mean you're not wrong i I think things that I'm I'm more willing to outsource, or especially when it comes to like really big costumes um, and things that I I really 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 want to impress people with. So I think if I was to get a special outrageous evening gown um, for Miss Comedy Queen or any other pageant, like I can't imagine making some of the stuff that they were for Showgirl. Like if I wanted it to look really 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 good, I'd be willing to outsource it. I mean, but. even still, you did outsource some with camp, like your True. diner waitress look. You got Victoria Taylor to help you with it. Absolutely, yeah, and she's she's fabulous at it. Um. Anyways, I think that we have talked about pretty much all the aspects of it, right? Like we've talked about our time, we've talked about romantic partnerships, we talked about money, storage, social media management, right? Um. Yeah, it's just just I would just say like as a like a big closing thought, like drag it really becomes a part of yourself and you have to be okay with taking that time off. Know that you shouldn't feel stigmatized if you do want to take some time off and take yeah. some time for yourself because it is a lot to do. It really is another job. That was a lot, Robin. And it is a lot, Robin. Do you have any big takeaways? Um, don't do drag. drag. Don't do drag. That's and that is the pod. thanks everybody for listening to flapping and fawning go balance your life and your drags like a seesaw a teeter-totter some tater tots oh that makes me hungry let's go to hamburger mary's for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at 
clap and fawn pod oh and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch you can also connect with us via gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com see you next time bye ta-ta